0: speak to you this morning on the word justification in Romans 3. uh, We'll we'll start here in just a moment in verse number 21. Um, As we've seen in Romans chapter 1 through 3, all men are guilty and are in need of salvation. Paul is is writing this letter and uh, very uh, explaining to us the first three chapters of how men need Jesus and he spends the rest of the book from 3 on 321 on how to get Jesus because there was a time in my life when I needed the Lord and I needed help and that justification came to me and it wasn't because of who I was and it wasn't because of how good I was but it was because of the blood of Jesus Christ Now we see that justification is an act. It's not a process. It's not something that takes place uh, over time like sanctification. But justification is an act. God doesn't make us righteous. Huh? God declares us righteous. Uh, He declares us righteous because of what He did. God puts the righteousness. This is awesome. God puts the righteousness of God on our record, in our place, of our sinful acts. That's justification taking place is God saying, nope, those sinful acts are done and I'm paying for it. And he covers them. The Bible says that he can't see our sin anymore. Justification never changes and that's the greatest thing. It'll never change. It won't change tomorrow. Next week I'll still be justified. In a month from now I'll still be justified. The word justified, I've heard it said just as if I'd never sinned. I've never done anything wrong because of the blood that Jesus Christ shed for me. Not because of what I did, but because of what He did. So as we look at Romans 3, 21, He's going to introduce this justification. So if you can stand, read with me in Romans chapter number 3. Let's stand, if you can, in verse number 21. The Bible says, but now the righteousness of God without the law is manifested being witnessed by the law and the prophets even the righteousness of god which is by the faith of jesus christ unto all and upon all them that believe for there is no difference for all have sinned and come short of the glory of god being justified hallelujah right there freely by his grace through the redemption That is in Christ Jesus, whom God has set forth to be a propitiation through faith in his blood to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God. To declare, I say at this time, his righteousness that he might be just and the justifier of him which believeth in Jesus. Nay, but by the law of faith. Therefore, we conclude. Paul says we're going to conclude this thought. Ready? That a man is justified by faith without uh, without the deeds of the law. Is he the God of the Jews only? Is he not also of the Gentiles? Yes, of the Gentiles also, seeing it is one God, which shall justify the circumcision by faith and uncircumcision through faith. Do we then make void the law through faith? God forbid, yea, we establish the law. I know it's a lot of reading. I'm going to take these verses and try to give them to you the best that I can. He talks about justification. I'll try to break that down. Three thoughts this morning, and we'll go to the house. God, I love you. I thank you for allowing us to be in your house this morning. I pray, dear God, that you'll use me in a a way that you would bless. I pray also that your hand would be about everything that's said. Lord, give me the words to say, the ability to say it. Lord, take away any thoughts that should not be said. This morning, Lord, I love you, and I thank you for everything you've done. And in Jesus Christ's name we pray, amen. And thank you, you may be seated. So we see, first of all, just in the introduction, just a couple introductory thoughts here. Verse number 21, we see the righteousness of God declared. We see the righteousness of God declared. And verse number 21, he says... He says right here, but now the righteousness of God without the law is manifested. This law uh, that was given, we talked a little bit about that in Sunday school, about the Old Testament law, but this law that was given, it was—it was, uh, God is showing us that the righteousness of God, much like this law, but the righteousness of God is never wrong. The righteousness of God is always right. He never makes a mistake. He never does anything wrong. He doesn't make a mistake. Isn't that right? God doesn't make mistakes. The righteousness of God. How he came to us and and gave us an opportunity to be saved. Amen. I'm going to read you just a couple verses. If you want to turn there, try to. It's fine if you want to just write it down. 1 Corinthians chapter number 1 and verse number 30. The Bible says, but of him... Are ye in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption? Jesus Christ, but of him, but of him we are made the righteousness of God. Because of his life, because of his death, because of his resurrection, we have an opportunity to be made the righteousness of God. And yea, may I say this to you, you're not going to get the righteousness of God because you're a good person. You're not going to get the righteousness of God because you come to church. You're going to get the righteousness of God because of God and God alone. You can't get it by yourself. You can't get it because of what you've done in your life. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, and verse number 21, He says, For He hath made Him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be the righteousness, be made the righteousness of God in him. So Jesus Christ was made sin for me because there was nothing wrong in him. And because of that process, I now have an opportunity to be made the righteousness of God because of what he went through, because of what he said for me. That is the righteousness of God. That he would become that for me. That he would become sin for me. He took every lie I've ever told, every dishonest thought I've ever had, everything I've ever done, he took on him my sin and became the righteousness for me to go to heaven. Because of him, he became that for me. Think about every sin that was laid upon him, all the sin that was in this world, past, present, and future. All the sins were laid on him so that we could be made the righteousness of God. Isaiah chapter 53. The Bible says in verse number 6, he says. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way. The Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. I'm a wicked sinner. You know that? You don't have to agree with me. I'm just, you're a wicked sinner. The worst sinner in the world... In the depths of a prison cell, the worst sinner, the worst perverted man in the world. Hey, the Bible says that he became the iniquity for us all. And bore it on him for our opportunity to become the righteousness of God. My wicked, vile sin. You say, are you a wicked, vile sinner? Yes, I am. And had it not been for the blood of Jesus Christ, I'd still fall short. Amen. And I'd come short, as he says in verse 23, of the glory of God. But it's for His righteousness. See, this is what makes it, makes it available to us. It's because of the righteousness of God. You understand, we've already talked about this We've we've went through this in Romans as we've talked about this. There's nothing inside of you that's good. The Bible says there's none that doeth good, no, not one. There's none righteous, no, not one. For all have sinned. Not one of us are righteous enough to get to heaven. But the righteousness of God gives us an opportunity to be justified. Hmm. Verse number 10, Isaiah 53. Yet, this is the verse that gets me the most. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He hath put him on, put to him grief. When thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed, and he shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. It pleased the Lord to bruise his son for you. Praise God. But I'm going to tell you this. If he was unrighteous, he couldn't do it. And that's why you can't get to heaven on your own. And all the works that you try to do, you can't get there on your own. Bible says in Isaiah, I think it is, that our righteousness is as filthy rags. You know what that means? The best that I've got. Not good enough. He says they're filthy rags. And you know what that verse is talking about, the filthy rags? Leprosy rags. The best that I got is like leper rags. They just got cleaning up the leper over his sores. The best that I got is a pile of of rags that have just cleaned up the leper. Hey, that's why I need the righteousness of God. And that's why we must understand that it's not about you that takes you to heaven. It's about him. Don't ever forget. I'm going to heaven. Not because of me, but because of God's. read we'll get moving on to the sermon I got a couple points and we'll be done that's just the introduction alright but before we can see what God has given us we have to see the righteousness you've got your Bibles open in Romans we'll read some more verses here so number one we see in the sermon just as a as a way as we see the righteousness of God we see this and verse number 22, he says, we understand verse number 20, uh, uh, 21 is the righteousness of God. But look in verse number 22. He says, even the righteousness of God, which is by what? Faith. So number one is this righteousness of God is by faith. Don't you ever forget that. Don't you ever forget that it's not because of what you've done. It's by faith. He had to reach way down to save an old sinner like me. But he had to reach way down to get me, you, you, and every one of us. But it's not because of what I've done, but it's because of my faith in that righteousness of God. For by grace are you saved through faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, and the evidence of things not seen. I've never seen heaven, and I've never seen Jesus face to face, but I can put my faith and my trust in Jesus Christ, and he is the righteousness of God. And because of that, I now have an opportunity to be made the righteousness of God as well. Not because of what I've done, but because of my faith in Jesus Christ. By grace. By faith. You can't get to heaven because you believe in the big man upstairs. No. Your faith in Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone. Jesus is the one that said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man cometh unto the Father but by me. There's no other way that you can get to heaven except Jesus, the faith in Jesus Christ. Verse number 22 tells us, how does that righteousness take place? It's by the faith of Jesus Christ. The faith in Jesus Christ. We see number one, we see the faith in verse number 22. <clears throat> verse, now number two, we see, but before I move on, but look at this. He says, for the righteousness of God, which is by faith. Then the question he says, or he says, for there is no difference. Again, he's referencing what we've been talking about in Romans chapter three. There is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. There is none. Then he goes back and he says in verse number 23, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. He wants to reiterate that thought that not one of you is good enough to get to heaven on your own. Because of your sin, you have to fall short of the glory of God. Let's just say that you and I was out in Galveston and we, we wanted to jump from that where the ferry starts and where the ferry ends. Let's all of us try to jump from one point to the other. You know what? I might be able to jump further than you, or you might be able to jump further than me, but ultimately we'd, ne- we'd always fall short of jumping from one side to the other. So go ahead and try. You'll fall short every time. And the Bible says that for all have sinned, And come short. So you can stand there and try to jump from one bank to the other. And it won't happen. Because you will fall short without the righteousness of God. That's what Paul says. You won't get there without that righteousness. You won't get there without your faith in Christ. The Bible says... That the devils believe and tremble. So you can't just stand there and say, well, I believe in God. Well, you might believe in God, sir, but you have to put your faith in Christ for salvation to get to heaven. Not just, oh, I believe, we'll all get there. I don't know, we'll just all show up. No, it doesn't happen like that. You putting your faith in Jesus Christ. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. There is somebody, whosoever. I'm glad that God said when, I, when God wrote that, he wrote that for me. Amen. You know, my name is right there for whosoever. I am a whosoever. But ultimately, I that whosoever had to call on somebody. He couldn't just, well, I believe. No, no, no. He had to call on the name of the Lord Amen. for salvation. Amen. If you do not call on him, you will fall short Amen. of God's glory. And I'm not about to. Because I remember June 14th, 1998. You said you said that a hundred times. I'm going to keep on saying it too. When I bowed my knee and I accepted Jesus Christ, I decided that I was no longer going to try to jump from one one shore to the other shore. I said, I'm going to jump and have faith in God that he'll take me to the other side. And you need to do the same. If you've never done that. See, we see first of all that it's by gra- by faith. Number two, we see it's by faith. By faith and number two, it's by grace. Sorry. Verse number 24. He said being justified freely by his grace. You can't get the righteousness of God without faith. And you can't be justified without grace. Justified. It's more, this is kind of a, a way to explain it. Justified is more than subtracting our sin and giving us forgiveness. It is subtracting our sin, but then adding the righteousness of God. See, what happened was, when I bowed my head and I accepted Jesus Christ, I became justified. He took away my sin and forgave them. Huh? Huh? And he came back through and added something. Grace. That unmerited favor is what that word means. He added that back into my life so that I could go to heaven. Again, he says, for by grace are you saved. I'm not saved by you. I'm not saved because I'm a good person. I'm saved because I didn't deserve it and God decided to give it to me anyway. <clears throat> you have kids. Never been a time where they didn't deserve something, but you gave them something anyways? It's called grace. I've never done anything to deserve what I got. There's not one good thing I've done that Jesus said back and said, Man, they're such good people. I'm just going to have to give them heaven. That's not what he did. Because what took place was his son came to die. So that he could stand back and say, Yep. Hey, they're covered. Come on in. What does it say? The blood that was covered on the door when the death angel came over i'll pass over you when i see the blood Amen. and when god looks down and sees that hey the blood's been applied to his life that's that grace that i'm talking about that's that unmerited favor that i didn't deserve is the blood of jesus christ shed for me in spite of me in spite of what i've done This word, in verse number 24, the Bible says, being justified freely. That word freely means without cause. Uh-huh. He says, I'm being freely justified. I have being justified without cause by his grace. There's not one thing I've done to deserve that. I'll read you a couple verses. Bible says in, in Acts chapter, uh, let's see, Ephesians. Uh, Philippians, sorry. Philippians chapter 3, verse 9. He says, And be found in him, not having mine own righteousness, which is of the law, but which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith. Acts chapter 4, and verse number 12 says, Neither is there salvation in any other name under heaven, given among men, whereby ye must saved. See, the grace that was given to us was given to us because there is not salvation in any other name. So we see, first of all, we see by faith. We see, second of all, by grace. And third and lastly, by the blood. Verse number 25. Whom God hath set forth to be a propitiation through faith in his blood. To declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are, the, that are passed through the forbearance of God. To declare, I say at this time, his righteousness that he might be just. And the justifier of him that believeth in him and that believeth in Jesus. The only way that I can put, or the, the only way that, that I can be justified is my faith in his blood. I, I can't get to heaven without blood. Look these new songs and new 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 new, new things that come out and want to take away the blood out of the things and take the blood out of the hymn books and take the blood out of the Bible. Look, that blood is what saved me. Hebrews nine twenty two. There is No remission of sin without the shedding of blood. I couldn't get to heaven without the blood of Jesus Christ. And and let me tell you something. The pictures that portray that Jesus had one little trickle of blood coming down his face. No, sir. It was the shedding of blood. He was covered in blood. And he shed his personal blood so that you and I could go to heaven. So you and I could gain access to the righteousness of God and be justified and go to heaven. That's why it happened. And that's why it took place. Because of his life. Because of his blood. Hey, that song? There is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the precious blood of the Lamb. There is power in that precious blood of Jesus Christ. You can't get to heaven on your own, and neither can I. By faith, by grace, and by blood. See, the Old Testament, they would take these lambs, And they would shed blood. But the lamb came. And he let them. He says, no man take my life. I lay down my life. They took him. And they beat him. And they put the crown of thorns on his head. And they beat it down. And the blood began to shed. And they ripped out his beard. And blood began to run. And they, and they beat him across the back. And blood began to run. And there he died on the cross for our sins. As blood ran down his body. And blood ran on the ground. And so that we could have access to God. And the Bible says as he arose up, the temple veil tore. So that we could have access to God. And he became sin for us. So that he who knew no sin became sin for us. So that we could become the righteousness of God. And be justified by God's blood. By his, by our faith, by his grace, and by his blood. No other way. No other way. Conclude with this thought. Verse number 28. Therefore, we conclude that a man is justified by faith without the deeds of the law. That's why Jesus looked at that thief that was on the cross with him. He said, hey! Hey! Would you remember me? Jesus looks over and says, Today, I'll be with you in paradise. And it doesn't take works. It doesn't take confession. It doesn't take baptism. It doesn't take church membership. It takes that belief in Jesus Christ. He says, Yep, today, we'll go to heaven. And nothing you've ever done will ever get you there. May we conclude this thought. It's not by works. It's by faith. By faith. God, I love you. I thank you for allowing us to be here this morning. Thank you for the blood.